Michael and Mom Talk Cancer. I am your official host, Michael Kramer, and... I am Michael Kramer's mom, Ashley. Hi and welcome, guys. Yes. We're so happy to be sitting here... At home. At home, with our microphone. Yeah, it's like, it's like the longest we've been home in months. <laughs> yeah, I like, know. And it's only been a few days, folks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But we're so happy to be home and to be on this mic and sharing with you again. In this podcast, you know, I kind of want to talk about how difficult things have been. And I'm sure you guys remember from the last podcast, I was talking about the emotional pain and what I was going through. And, you know, in, in fact, that emotional pain ended up heightening and I hit like an all-time low and they had to wean me off of the steroids immediately because they were just destroying me mentally. Yeah, because, well, I just want to say that it's so linked. I mean, you did hit a low emotionally, mentally, but it was also your liver was failing and we were going, it was, it was, it was scary. You were in facing something incredibly challenging, like physically that no 20 year old should have to face. And it was kind of like you were not doing well physically at all. And it definitely hit you emotionally. We've talked about steroids a lot. And again, like they have saved your life. But at this point, they were not saving your life. At this point, the steroids were just, I don't know, they were just like amplifying all of your anxiety and not being able to sleep and your emotions and everything that your body was going through was being amplified. Yeah. You know, I just felt like there was no hope. And for the first time, I I just didn't believe anymore that there was a point of living seriously and I thought I was gonna die from liver failure I I was so scared for my life I was admitted to University of Miami which was different than Nicholas and I did a biopsy there and that's what they told me they told me you know my bilirubin was like 36 they told me that I was so anxious my heart rate was super high they told me I was gonna have heart failure and I just felt like my life for like the first time like during all this treatment, I felt no hope. I was just so scared, and then I didn't know what to do. And, you know, I was transferred to Nicholas, and they started me on high-dose steroids, and things were the same. The bilirubin and my liver was still not really improving that much. Yeah, and nothing, then, nothing was... You were on the steroids of nothing. I remember pleading with them because the steroid dose was so high. You weren't sleeping. You were so... Your heart rate was so high... Nothing was getting better, and I remember Blood pleading. pressure was yeah through the, the roof. roof. Like literally, it was two hundred over a hundred. Yeah, it was just so many things. I was on like so many blood pressure meds. wasn't sleeping. was completely miserable. I, I remember going to one of your doctors and just begging. I was like, "You were on the maximum maximum dose," and I said, "Can we just reduce it at least a little bit? I know you have to give it a chance. I know. I I knew that they were desperate." Because it seemed like there was nothing that was going to help your liver. But I was begging. I was like, there has to be, I don't know, as much as we talk about balance, there was just no balance. I felt like the medications were killing you as much as your liver was. Yeah, that's true. But then thankfully there was this this medication, this pill, that a few weeks later we started called Resurrock. 
you know, my liver actually started to improve, but I was still so down and I wanted to stop treatment. I was in such a dark place that I didn't even want anything to work. I just wanted to stop and I wanted to be free from all of the hospital and everything. And I can understand that because at that, at that moment, things were improving like slightly, slightly, slightly. But there were still all of this talk about going back to ECP, staying on the steroids for months and months and months, maybe years. That conversation was also happening. And that was not a good thing like for you looking at that. I, I felt like you were looking forward and you're like, okay, things are slightly better, but they're slightly better because I'm miserable. And they're slightly better because all of these treatments that are on that are like killing my soul. And um, you were discharged, and I think we were home at that point, I think just a couple of days. It was for a weekend, and then you were readmitted. But when we were home, I remember you sitting on the couch, and you, you looked at me, and you had tears in your eyes, and you were like, Mom, I want peace. I need to just stop the treatments. And I, I was like, Michael, no. <laughs> I don't want you to stop the treatments. And I'm like, give it a chance. But at the same time, you were actually, you were right. You, you needed peace because there's this point of like, what's the point of living if there's no quality of life? And you were following every single rule and doing everything right and nothing was getting better. And it just also felt like every time, even though there was like, there was the tiniest improvement in your liver at that point when you started the Resurrect, but you were also still on steroids. You were also still on the ECP. You're also still on these diets. You're also still not going to the beach. You're not seeing your friends. You're not able to eat like food. Like everything was so restricted and it was like, what is the point? Mm-hmm. And, and then I, you know, I had to be, I told the doctors how I felt and I told my therapist really how I felt and so they admitted me to the hospital and immediately started weaning the steroids and kept the Resurrect and you know I went to such a low point that I, I even told the doctors I don't want to even do Resurrect I don't even want to do anything I just want to be done and take all the stop all the meds but then and go to the beach go to the beach but then somehow my liver started to improve was Resurrect helping you at that point yeah and they and even when I was on the steroid wean I still was you know I didn't want anything except for just freedom and away from this horrible life but then I got off the steroids slowly my blood pressure got better you started being able to sleep I started being able to sleep was huge you know, I, I talked to a, a psychiatrist and, you know, I was actually put on meds for anxiety and I'm not afraid to admit that and I'm still on them and they help and... And that's okay. And that's okay and, you know, slowly, very slowly, things started to improve in the hospital. I was like, yes, I want to continue treatment and my mindset changed and I had to hit that all-time low point in my life to realize that I wanted to be alive. Because there was a good amount of time there where I didn't even want to be alive. And I couldn't even imagine waking up the next day. And it was so depressing. And, you know, I just went through so much. And I need to remember why I'm here. And this treatment is working for a reason. And somehow my liver is starting to heal just off this medication, not even with steroids. And my spirit started to get a little better, you know. I'm still dealing with so much anxiety now, just about everything I've been through. But... I have much more hope and much more 
you know, belief that things are meant to be. And when I was going through it, it didn't feel like I could even make it through the next five minutes. I couldn't even fake a smile. You know, it was so difficult what I went through. And it was the hardest point. I completely, like, didn't, I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't want to look at anybody. And then slowly and slowly and slowly, and even now, I'm adjusting to talking with my friends and being social again and re, you know, reinserting myself in that type of life. And, you know, I've, we've been home now for a bit and we've been to the beach every night and it's been so refreshing. And yeah, we've, we've been home for four days and we've been to the beach four days <laughs> in the evening. Yeah. And it's so healing. It's been so healing. It has. But, you know, we actually talked about last night when we were on the beach, Michael, we were talking about like mindfulness and being present because one of the things with all the treatments that Michael went through, we, we ended up talking to his doctors because as Michael was just saying, there was a point he was like, okay, I'm on every medication. I'm on, I've done everything that you have to do. I have followed every single rule. We are like the best rule followers in the world. We've been following every rule for, you know, 21 months, and yet he's still facing this moment of, am I going to survive? Is my liver going to survive? So there's a moment that we said to his doctors, okay, and Michael's like, I, I need to come off the steroids, and I need to find some way to enjoy my life. And we made a decision that, yeah, you're going to, you need to go to the beach. You need to put on sunscreen and walk in the sun. You need to see your friends not do crazy things, but like you need to do good things and live life. So we came home. I mean, we were in the hospital the last month actually, but we've been home and now we've been back at the beach and you've been talking to your friends and and we've been talking about quality of life and talking about being present in the moment. And last night we had this great conversation that you listened to this thing about mindfulness, a YouTube video. Yeah. It was talking about loving yourself and forgiving yourself. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I have to say, I really don't think you have to forgive yourself. But yes, we all have to forgive ourselves. Because I know you feel like you gave up for a minute there. And you have to forgive yourself for that. I want you to talk about that. What yeah. you were saying to me. Because it was so profound and so important. And like I can relate. You guys, you can We all need to forgive ourselves and love ourselves. Yeah, I'm, I watched this video on YouTube about mindfulness. Because again, I'm, I'm home now. But now I feel like I'm just left with a bunch of anxiety. Because like I'm only going to the hospital once a week now. And... As of yesterday. As of, well, yes. As of yesterday. <laughs> Let's see. But no, in, no a, but in a good still, way. In a good way. Like, I don't know what to do. I'm still a little immunosuppressed. I still can't go in the sun, really. So it's like... Yeah, well, you're still recovering. They've still told us, quite yeah. frankly, you've got another good year of recovery for your liver. Yeah. Even though it's doing amazing. So, yeah. One thing I saw was in this YouTube video, these veterans talking about their PTSD and one of them opened up but wasn't talking the whole time and said he didn't feel like he deserved to be alive because of what he did and nobody in the room judged him for what he said they all showed him compassion and I think it was the same thing when I was admitted to Nicholas nobody looked at me and was like no you're being weak you, I can't believe that you would say that about your treatment and all your life no, nobody looked at me like that. They, they felt sorry and they wanted to help me and they, they felt understood empathy, yes. what I was going through. And it was huge because I wasn't judged. And it's so hard to not judge yourself. Others don't 
you know, other people come up to you and just be like, no, I'm not judging you because oftentimes we judge ourselves yes. more than others. And that's the hardest part is forgiving ourselves. And that's something I'm working on and a lot of people, I think, have to work on. And that's one of the things that's going to get you past whatever you're going through is forgiving yourself and being able to love yourself. And there are so many things these days, even with just body image and anything, that we look in the mirror and we say, oh, I'm not good enough. And yeah, I don't make enough, I don't I, do enough, I'm not good enough, yeah. I'm not a good enough mom, I'm not a good enough son, I'm not a good enough cancer fighter. Yeah. And we feel like we're being judged, but we're actually not. It's true, and for so long I was on Instagram and TikTok posting all the time all this inspirational stuff and being so strong, and then all of a sudden, you know, when I wasn't feeling well mentally, I feel like I, I just stopped doing it. I said I was taking a break and like I felt like I lost part of my identity. But then I realized it's not losing my identity. I'm still doing the same thing I was doing before. I just don't feel like I don't want the pressure of sharing it. I'm going to tell it through this podcast. You know, I got really overwhelmed with Instagram and with TikTok and with all notifications and all the. I think you felt like because I feel like I, you I put felt too like much you pressure had, on yeah, that you had to be so strong but again your vulnerability like right now you opening up this is there's so much strength in that we were talking about this actually before I took out the mic and plugged it in Michael said I want to share but there's part of me that I'm going through this right now so I want to share but I'm also nervous to share but here you are being completely vulnerable and sharing and I think that that's part of your story and helping people and your vulnerability is your strength. And that goes for you, everyone out there. Like we are all united and bonded because none of us are perfect and none of us are yeah, superheroes. We're true. just not. And you Right now you're wearing a shirt that says strong. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things about strength is actually showing your weakness and showing your other sides not just the facade because we joke about how some people have a really hard outside and Michael has a mushy outside and a mushy inside but that's okay that doesn't mean he's not strong you are strong yeah <laughs> that was the whole point of these shirts strong does not mean that you have all these muscles or that you're this invincible person that can't be touched by anything. It means that you're willing to open up and you're willing to show your weakness and you're willing to be open to change and get yourself to a better place and go through hard things because that's what life is sometimes. And and willing to share your story like you are right now because yeah. this this was hard for Michael, I think, right now to say that, oh my gosh, everyone think, every people are looking up to me. This has been one of the hard things is that you have inspired so many people and you felt a lot of pressure that if you're inspiring people, how can you share that you have also struggled? But guess what? Everyone is struggling. And And we're not being judged. And if you are being judged, that person is probably judging themselves, not you. Exactly. And I, I also wanted to share you were kind of saying this about when you were talking about how you were posting all this motivational stuff there was a day that you were just so down and I was like hmm I think there's a podcast you should listen to 
And it was called Michael and Mom Got Cancer. And I played one of our episodes. And I was like, you know, Michael, listen to this guy. He gives great advice about not judging yourself. And sometimes we have to like remind ourselves of things we already know, even when we know how important mental health is. And we have talked about mental health a lot in this podcast. And sometimes we still forget, but the mental health is so linked, our mind, our body, and our soul. And as your body was going through everything, of course your mental health is linked, and of course your soul and your heart and your love, and it all goes together. So of course it was harder mentally. I mean, for both of us, for all of us, for your sister, for your brother, Stephen, your brother, who is like the kid that really has never been anxious in a day in his life he's worried about you and your sister Mm -hmm. and you know mind body and soul were all linked together yeah it's totally i totally agree breaking down is good sometimes we try to distract ourselves from, from breaking down and sometimes it's okay yeah sometimes we try to distract ourselves i think from at least i've had this feeling before where it's easier to not talk about it and not deal with it and then it builds up and it's too much and that's why I think sometimes just saying what's on your mind helps a lot being able to be like okay I'm anxious just say it out loud or this is giving me anxiety text a friend or something or I remember I just called one of my friends the other day and it was just good to talk to him and sometimes just doing things that are gonna help you even just process your thoughts you know a nice walk or something that's gonna help you get to a better place mentally instead of just trying to push those thoughts away and suppress them i think what you just said is so important like you can't push them away and suppress them what you can do is accept them and maybe you can i mean being in nature has been really 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 important for us we have realized the importance of that and Again, some of the things that Michael could do before to help him, he can't do right now. You can't work out like you did before. You can't break a sweat like you did before. But we can go sit on the beach and hear the ocean. And like that has been so valuable. And talking to a friend, communication has been huge for Mm -hmm. us. We've also learned the importance of human bond. Definitely. I think being social... It's huge, and right now it's hard because not a lot of my friends are here, but the other day I saw one of my good friends, and when he came by in the beginning, it was a little awkward because I hadn't seen anybody besides my immediate family in, like, months, and nurses, and then seeing one of my friends, it was, like, weird, but then we really were just chit-chatting and having fun, and sometimes I think just reaching out to a friend or doing something with someone always help human contact is really really important (laughs) it really helps definitely we're all fighting our own battle and i don't know if fighting is the right word but i know we don't like the word fighting but we are we're all facing something we had on our on our we have like a whiteboard in the hospital and what michael was just saying about maybe fighting is not the right word one of the things that we put up on that board was acceptance and not always fighting sometimes accepting that this is where you are right now and the only way to move forward which was another thing that was written on the board was move forward but the only way to move forward is to accept where you are and yeah and not saying accept like be content 
content? Should you have goals? Yes. Should you want to do better? Yes. But I think you can't do better or move forward until you accept that this is where you are right now. And I think that was part of it for you is accepting, okay, this is where I am right now. This is a struggle. And I do not like where my life is right now. And you have to accept that in order to say, okay, now we're going to have to change it. And, and find ways to get better. Yeah. And that's what I've been doing since I've been home. I mean, when I got home, the first day I was like, oh, this is so nice. This is going to be easier than I thought. And then I woke up the next morning and I was like, wait. I'm home. Oh my God. <laughs> it's only been a few days since I've been home and I've been struggling, but I'm like, okay, how am I going to make my quality of life at home better than it was before? Yes. And I still don't know how, but I'm working on it. And no, we've been going to the sunset and going on the beach and going for walks. And no, it yeah. is. It's, and it's constantly changing too. Life is constantly changing. And that's another thing. Things change. Sometimes the things that make you happier, that bring you joy, can also change. And that's okay. There are some things that made you happy before that now it's not the right. Like we were talking about working out. There's some things you could do before you're not going to do right now. Surfing would probably bring you more pain to your knees mm -hmm. and more pain because then before. Well, I wouldn't be able to do it. Well, yeah. But. I see now that you just sitting on the beach brings you so much more joy than it used to. I can't imagine before that sitting and playing a game of Connect Four would have made you really happy. And now sitting with like a nurse or your sister or your mommy or your brother and playing a game of yeah. Connect Four, you just like bond and relate and it brings you so much more joy. And I think that sometimes no. things change. Yeah. It's true. Things do change, and trying to work on yourself is probably the best thing that's going to help with mental health, and that's what I'm trying to do now, and that's what I believe will help me, and also I think helping others helps me, so this is why I, I love doing this podcast. We always have said helping others is like the best way to help yourself, but then there's a moment that you felt a lot of pressure, that you had to help others and you forgot about yourself a little bit. But it, it does come back to that balance of like making sure you're taking care of yourself as well. And I feel like this podcast, like we've been a little bit all over the place right now in the last, you know, 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. But it's mostly, I think our message today is don't be ashamed to take care of yourself and to take care of yourself mentally and to reach out to others. I just feel like the mental and the physical, we forget how much our hearts and our souls and our minds are tied to our physical bodies. We know that everyone is going through something different for Michael. It's been literally a life and death struggle that's like made his, it's really touched his mental health with it. Um, and for you, who knows what that is? We all have our mental struggles. So yeah. we hope this helps a little bit and just, we just, want to be so open about this because we just the more we have talked about it with other people the more we have learned that everybody is struggling with yes, something everyone. it might not be to your degree or to a different degree but at the end of the day everyone has something that feels like it's Life wanting yeah, yeah exactly yeah and it's different for everyone so no judgment no judgment. everyone is 
fighting something. So, and people I'm, are good. People are good. People are good. I'm just gonna keep saying it every single time because we feel like the more that we reach out and the more vulnerable we are, the more I see the goodness and how many people want to help and how many people are compassionate and how many people do understand yeah. and. I'm not saying everyone understands what you're going through, Michael, but like everyone understands the human struggle and we are all there together. Everyone wants to support you like your mom. <laughs> and I'm going to just add one more thing that really helps is like making music. Because if you have not seen our music videos, well, we have started making some now. A little raps. You have more coming. <laughs> there are definitely more coming and music is healing too. Yes. This is an official goodbye from your host. Michael Kramer with a C. Michael Kramer with a C and... <laughs> and well, I guess I'm still Ashley, Michael's mom, and he's the king of Six Tower, and yeah, I'm his mom. And I'm here supporting and loving. And yeah, um, sorry that Fernando wasn't on this one. I don't know. He'll be back. He'll be with us soon. Not back. Hopefully. We'll invite him the next time, though. Yep. Fernando and uh, Jennifer, too, has put in her dibs. So. Yeah, so we'll... We'll see you guys here on the next episode. Thank you guys for listening and goodbye. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon. Or you'll hear from us soon. Exactly.